Welcome to On Demand. Glad you're with us today. We're going to talk about dangerous investments. Sometimes you invest in things thinking you have time when you really don't. You know, the Bible says life is like a hand breath. But as long as your hand, short, I mean, two to four inches before you know it, life's over. And that's why you want to make good investments. So stay with us today. This study will help you. We are really going to help you dive down into what your priorities and show you how some things in your life need to end today because you don't have time for it. It's going to be great. Stay there. Enjoy the day. Study right here on demand. I want to talk today about bad investments. Now, I'm not talking about stock market. I'm talking about life investments. I believe in this thing called I call a life plan where you have to have a plan for your life, some kind of specific direction you're going in. For a lot of people, the problem is that the life plan is wrong. And so what I want you to do is take a step back for a little bit with me and think about what have you been investing in that's not been good? You've been investing in certain people, relationships, and maybe even some financial investments, but they've not been good investments. And one of the mistakes you make is you think, I have forever, especially when you're young. You know, <laughs> in, my, in my teenage years, I didn't really have a clear understanding that life ends, can end quickly. Uh, you'll see in a verse I'm going to read in a minute that life is what he called the hand breath. It's like two to four inches, really, really short. And, and as you get older, you see it. You know, you're getting closer and closer to the fingertips. Before you know it, it's over. It's just amazing. I looked at our average age in our church. I think it was 36 is the average age in our church. I'm 63. Uh, and, and I was amazed that as you, that you look at the church numbers, as the, as the numbers start thinning out when you get to the older numbers. And, and it's, it's, it's just a sign of, of how short life is. You end up with, uh, well, in some churches, they, they have very few <laughs> young people, too. But as you get older, you really start seeing that, you know, life does end. Let me read for you Psalm 39. Psalm 39, verse 4. And it will put some of this in context. He says, show me, Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. You have made my days a mere handbreadth, the span of my years as nothing before you. Everyone is but a breath, even those who seem secure, even those who are rich and seem secure. I love this. Verse six, surely everyone goes around like a mere phantom in vain. They rush about heaping up wealth without knowing whose it will finally be. You know, one of the hard things for me to think about, my kids will get my stuff. I'm not saying this bad thing. It's just not mine permanently. And, and in my job, I deal with birth. I deal with marriages and I deal with death. And I see all three sometime in the same day, sometime in the same week. And I see them over and over and over again. And I start realizing life is like a hand breath. Like I said, the size of your hand is what that means. It's just, a, you know, life's like a finger. You know, before you know it, you're just at the tip of the finger and it's over. College is over. Raising children is over. When kids are little, you think it's going to be forever. No, it's not. They grow up. They grow up and they change. And so this text says, be clear about that. And here's the danger. It's dangerous to invest without that in mind. It's dangerous to assume that that's not true. There are three things I want you to kind of think about from this text we just read, three insights that will help you, I think, find a balance and not make bad investments. Number one, remember that your days are numbered. Your days are numbered. Number two, your life is fleeting or brief. 
what he says in verse four. Help me remember my life is fleeting. It's something about being clear that my life is fleeting. It just kind of comes and goes. And thirdly, you can easily you can easily drown in busy pursuits. Verse five through six of Psalm 39. You just you can just run around, run around, run around, run around. And I, I personally have this thing about exhaustion. I think it's a trap. I work very hard not to be tired. People always tell me, oh, I know you're busy. I know you're busy. I know you're a busy man. Boy, you, you <laughs> I hear it all the time. I laugh when people tell me that because I, I, you know, me and Mr. Busy, as I say all the time, we're good friends. But I I put him in place. I I, I think it's dangerous. Uh, in my doctoral studies, uh, my research is on burnout. And one of the things I've learned is that Christina Maslick, she says these three things lead to burnout. And the first one is exhaustion. The second one is being depersonalized, feeling as if you're separated from everybody, you're isolated. And then the third one is a sense of failure. In ministry, you never finish. In home, you never finish. The house is never clean. The clothes are never washed. You feel depersonalized. You feel isolated. In ministry as a pastor, you get isolated. You know, who wants to hang with the preacher guy, right? You, get, you feel isolated sometimes and you're all by yourself. And then you're tired. You mean, you're just flat out exhausted, always tired, always running. And I, I think, it's, I think it's, a, it's a tragic way to invest your life. And that's not at all what I believe God wants. So what I want to do is deal with some investing in the right questions conversation. That's what I call it. I invest in the right questions. So I think you have to invest properly in asking the right questions. The right questions can help you test your investments, test the way you're spending your life and see if you're making the right choice. Here's some what I call questions, things that I ask myself and they're tough. I ask myself these questions. Here we go. Number one, how many days do you have left? Just think about that. I'm 63, so the average age is, and then say, okay, how many years do I have left? That's hard to think about. Very few people face the end of their life well. I had this wonderful member who called me in one time. He said, Temple, Pastor Rick, I want you to come by. I want to talk to you. They say, I'm dying. He said, he said and I just didn't know how to, you know, anyway. So I said, okay. So I went by, and he, I sat down with him. And remember his family, and he just, man, he was amazing. I won't say his name, his people, keep it personal, but he was, boy, he was, he was powerful. He said, okay, they said I'm dying. So um, tell me what's going to happen. I know you deal with this all the time. Uh, give me a rundown. <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, I was like, okay, so you want me to tell you what? He said, tell me what's going to happen. He said, I'm going to die, right? I said, yeah, yeah. He said, they, you told me they told you you're going to die. And so he said, I said, okay, well, you know, you're going you're gonna to get really tired. Okay, what else? I said, you'll probably stop wanting to eat anything, and then, you'll, you know, one day you won't be able to move around, and then you'll, you know, start breathing heavy and probably just, you know, eat, be gone. He said, okay. All right, now we've talked about that. Let's talk about the service, what we're going to do. And so he wanted to talk about what I was going to say over him at the funeral. This is the truth. So I, we talked about his sermon, you know, and I think it was called A Life Well Lived. Yeah, that's like that. That's a good sermon. Yes, do that one. Life well. What verse in the Bible? So I, <laughs> you know, I've kept the faith. I've gave him the verse. You know, Paul said, I've been faithful, kept the faith, and I've finished my course. Oh, like that verse. That'll work right there. Okay. Well, thanks for coming by, Pastor. That's it. I'll see you on the other side. And that, I mean, it was amazing. It was like, okay, this is a guy who looked at his life and said, 
I don't have long. Let me, let me face this and let me move on. Now, some of you are really like almost like, oh, God, that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Pastor Ricky, I can't believe, you know, okay, whatever. But that's what he did. And for him, it worked. And it was amazing. His home going was amazing. And I told the story in his home going. But what at the end of the day, here's what I think is interesting. The investment was honest. The investment was profoundly honest. Now, I want, to say, <laughs> I want to say this. He looked at how many days he had left. Now, that's something that I do. You don't have to do that. Some of you, that makes you nervous. But I keep my eyes on the clock. I don't have so much time with my wife. I don't have so much time with my kids. I was, and I try to act like that. I invest with that in mind. I don't get to be the pastor forever in this church. And, and the way I manage my money, save money, my health. I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to manage my health so that when I get to be 80, 90 years old, which I plan to be, I want to be healthy. I don't want to be, you know, in a place that I can't get out of because I didn't take advantage of these years. See, these are my investment years. What, I, what I've done up until 63, this is my harvest for what I've done. So now I've got another, hopefully, prayerfully, with another several years in front of me, I need to invest those years wisely, exercise, walk, eat right, those kind of things, so that I can be healthy have resources, save money so that I can be healthy in those years. I'm, what I call it is throwing footballs to the future so that when I get there, I can catch it. I am now catching what I threw 10 years ago. And what's falling in my life is a result of that. Now, so if it's not falling, I need to look at that. So that's the first thing I ask myself. Number two, here you go. How busy are you becoming? How busy are you becoming? That's another hard question I ask myself. Am I investing and busy to the point that I'm not balanced? Now, a lot of young people do that. You're in this sport, that sport, this sport, and you're running here, running there. It's not healthy. You need to pause and think about how much are you investing in your life? It's really important. Number three, are you investing your time wisely? In hindsight, I, I've wasted some time, man. I, I really have, trying to pursue things. I wrote this summary. summer. I'm going to put it on the screen for you. I want you to listen to this. This kind of summarizes some of what I just said to you. But listen to this. Here's what I want you to read. Because the days in this life are limited, it's essential to invest your time carefully. Wise investments now can lead to great opportunities. Investing in activities that make you busy does not guarantee you the future you desire. Mr. Busy demands a lot, but often does not deliver all he promises. Please slow down and think through the best plan to accomplish your specific dream. And big statement, stick with it. Once you set your dream in mind and in, in, in motion, once you're clear, stick with it. That's a really important thing to do. Invest in something that you know is right and good for you and stick with it. Now, there is a book that I like. It's called Necessary Endings. And this is the last big point I want to make for the day. I want you to invest in the art of saying goodbye. I want you, if you want to make, avoid, avoid dangerous investments, you have to learn how to say goodbye to things that are bad investments. And the book, Necessary Endings by Henry Cloud, I love the book, and the first chapter will be life-changing for you because he talks about the importance of saying goodbye. And this is about saying goodbye to things in your life that just aren't good for you. Here's what he says, and this is a quote, love this quote, without the ability to end things, People stay stuck, never becoming who they are meant to be, never accomplishing all that their talents and abilities should afford them. And business endings often are absolutely necessary, or I'm sorry, absolute necessities. 
for a turnaround or for growth to occur. Wow. What a statement. It's, in business, it's absolutely necessary. You either do it or you don't. If you don't do it, you're not going to make it. So here's a couple of closing questions. Historically, how good are you in your life at facing and leaving a bad investment? How good are you at that? Now, if I'm honest, I've not been that good. I, I've stayed with things because I thought God wanted me to, which is a big mistake. This idea that God wants me to continue down a path that I know. So I want you to think about this. Look at the path you're on and ask yourself, where will these drugs lead me? Where will these friends lead me? If I stay on the road, just look around the room and say, if I stay in this environment, I continue to do what I'm doing right now, where will it be? What will happen to me mentally if I don't change? A lot of the mental illness challenges come because we put ourselves in places that aren't healthy. I watch myself sometimes say, no, I'm not watching that because it puts me in a bad mental space. It causes me to lose focus. Sometimes you have to really be honest and say, I have a historical habit of making bad investments and, and not leaving them behind. I tend to drag things with me. And there's something really deadly about that. Second thing I want you to think about is this. Name one bad investment you departed from. And don't, don't, don't say your marriage. I want, just think about outside of marriage and, and that kind of stuff. What is a bad investment that you left that, you sh that, that really, really was bad for you? And I really believe, for me, I'll give you one example. I used to invest in watching television first thing in the morning. I used to, I mean, I'm a big TV fan, big movie fan, and I invested a lot of time watching movies. Now I'm real controlled. It's really, really simple. Uh, I, it's not the first thing I come on in the morning. Or I try not to have it be the last thing I watch at night. I'm very committed to how I use my time. And for some of us, that's the issue. You keep making the same investments and hoping for a different result. Well, until you change the investment, you're never going to change. If you keep cut, the last guy you dated, you cussed him out, you fought, you fought, you cussed. OK, how did that turn out? The last lady you dated, you beat her up, you jumped on. How did that turn out? I mean, just think about all these investments you've made. You know, I'm a man of the house. I'm in control. OK, OK, well, how did that turn out? You know, as a pastor, how did it turn out for you? You're exhausted. You're tired. Your wife's tired. One special time. No time for you because you are. Those are all bad investments. So now why are you still making them? And sometimes it's pride, sometimes it's, it's insecurity, sometimes it's fear. You're not willing to make the hard choice and make the hard turn. This, I remember a pastor once said this. He said, you know, in his comments, and, and it was tragic, I won't mention his name because I, he ended up having a horrible ending in his ministry and life. But he said, in the building of his ministry, he said, one of the things I, I, that had to happen for me was making, I had to make a hard turn. And what's sad is he made a hard turn then, but he did make a hard turn later on in his life. And that lack of a hard turn ended up embarrassing him. He, he retired in embarrassment. There's something about being honest with yourself. And that's what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be honest with our church. I'm trying to be honest about our future. The church has changed forever. It will never be exactly the same. And you, you have to embrace that. My life is different. I have to embrace that. Are you the kind of person that's willing to do that? Are you the kind of person that's going to pretend, well, you know, God will work it out. Well, next week, I'm going to take a turn in our studies. And I'm, I'm going to take you down a path that I think is really important. There are a couple of things that are coming down the pike that just will be great. One is a sermon called, What Are You Afraid Of? What Are You Scared Of? What, 
What, what intimidates you? I'm going to talk about that. But I'm also going to talk about something else. I'm starting a brand new series. That's going to be like a side special sermon just for our, our special family gathering. I'm going to talk about that. This whole idea of fear and how certain things should intimidate you and some things shouldn't intimidate you and how to balance that all out, especially in this environment we're in today where people are trying to figure out fear. But I'm also going to start a new series that will talk about understanding the God we love. I want to take you on a journey that will help you get God right. A lot of things that we invest in that are wrong, we invest in thinking God wants us to, and he doesn't. I, I think there are times that we over-church people. I think we drown them in services, drown them in messages, drown. It's kind of like eating too much steak. You just drown in it, and eventually it doesn't taste good. So we're going to talk about God, and I want to talk about God the person. I want to talk about how he thinks and what he wants. His omnipotence is all, he's all powerful. But there are certain things that, if you look at the way God made the world, when he created the world, he had certain things in mind. And he had certain things he wanted us to do and not do. When he made Adam and Eve, you can look at the Genesis story and you can see he wanted them to work, for example. He wanted them to have independent thinking. He wanted them to name the animals. I love that part where he said, Adam, name the animals. He, it, what, what we've done in religious circles is try to, we take, we take over your brain. You don't get to think anymore. And so everything is, is programmed. And this is why we're losing young people because there, there's a sense of control and dominance that hinders the ability of a person to be independent. And so I want to take you on this journey and help you understand God, because here's what's important. Your view of God affects how you represent God and how you interpret God's will for your life. So if you get God wrong, you'll get a lot of things wrong. You'll get uh, your obligations wrong. You'll get a lot of things wrong. I loved the Lord for years, but got him wrong. And it's really important. The Bible said, above all you're getting, get an understanding. So I want to help you understand God and I want to help you find a path to freedom and blessing in your life. Well, I want to pray for you. You see, it doesn't take all day to have a message. It doesn't take all day to talk. I'm about done. So I'm going to pray for you today because some of you need this brief word and you also need a new beginning. Let's pray. Father, I pray in Jesus name for your hand upon your people. May this message today bring life and strength. May it bring grace and healing. May they rise today as young people, many of them, high school students, college students, and say, I need God in my life. I need to look at my investments. Am I investing enough in my homework? Am I investing enough in my education? Am I, am I, am I? I pray they would think that through. I pray for those, Lord God, who really, really need to make this decision to make a turn in their life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I want to say this before I leave. If I look back at my life, I have made some really good investments. One was education. Two was being faithful to my wife. Three was taking care of Ricky, me, making sure I spent time with me. Picking friends that can help me. They can help me make cho good choices. Building good teams around me. There, there are certain things that I've done that were really great investments. I want you to think about the investments you need to make. Your homework assignment would be this. Get a piece of paper out, and I want you to write down the bad investments. I made three or four bad investments. What investments did I make years ago that were really not good? They didn't turn out well for me. And then what were the good investments? Don't just write down the bad things. These were the good things I did. And then what are the future things you need to do? Things down the road. I want you to put your binoculars on and look. I bought some binoculars recently, right? So I can look and see. And, and it's really something to look at distances that you can't see up close because I need help. 
you need, you need to find a friend, a book or some tool that can help you look further down the road. Think about where you're going. Pray about where you're going, what you want to be when you grow up down the road. I'm 63 years old thinking about what I want to be as I grow older. Uh, I'm all grown up to everybody else. So as I grow older, what do I want to be in the next five years, next 10 years, next 15, 20 years? What's your dream? Some of you stop dreaming. You stop planning. You have stopped investing in yourself. You're just letting yourself go physically, emotionally, financially, and that is not God's will. I want you to grow in your walk with Jesus. Grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's life-changing, and it can make a real difference. I want to thank you for being with us today, and I want to pray one final prayer for people today who heard this message and said, you know what, I need, I need to give my life to Jesus. What you said, Pastor, made me think about my spiritual walks. So let me pray for you. Father, I pray for people today whose spiritual walk is not where it needs to be. They want to give their lives to Christ. They want to make a decision to serve Jesus. Let this be that moment when they make that decision. May their lives never be the same. And we give you all the praise for them that this is that changing moment that they will never forget. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, I pray you were blessed today. I pray you saw the truth as you looked at the dangerous investments you can make. And one of the big investments you can make, my assumptions you can make is that you have forever and you don't. Life's like a hand breath. You don't have but two to four inches uh, to get it right, make a decision. And sometimes to make that right move, you gotta do what Henry Cloud said. You've gotta say, this is a necessary ending. Ending to this job, to this direction, this habit, whatever it is in your life that's stopping you from advancing. So let me pray for you. Father, I pray for those who've heard this message, may it inspire them to make tough choices. And sometimes, Lord, gracefully try to face the truth about themselves. Help them through that process. In Jesus' name, amen. It's been a joy being with you right here on demand. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.